0: What's that place you've always wanted to try while you're there? Sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it.
1: Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to progressive could save big. But then what? Well, there is a nice piece of stock music playing behind me that a talented composer worked really hard on. So let's enjoy it.
0: Almost overshadows the saving big when you switch to progressive part. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Most humans, I'm sure you've been on a date or two in your life. Maybe one of them ended like this, this type of story. Not only was the guy I met up with not the person in his pictures, he told me I looked different than what he expected, and offered me gas money to leave. Ooh, definitely not a good outcome. But maybe your experience was one where it was magical, and you ended up in a forever relationship with a significant other. Regardless of what happened, dating is something that's very common to all of us. And today on Dr. D's Social Network, I bring on Zach Schlein, co-founder of Filter Off. Filter Off is a video dating app and I believe it's gonna gain a lot of steam and the focus is on creating a deeper connection. So Zach and I talk a little bit about the app, also about dating in this time of a pandemic and uh, just really enjoy connecting with each other. So without further ado, Zach Schlein. Yeah, sure. So I've been
1: into online dating for a while now. Um, I just really love the ability to connect with someone you didn't know at a romantic level. And I was using the typical swipe apps. And after we connected on the app, and we would exchange phone numbers I quickly realized just how much, A, I hated texting. And then when we met up in person, how oftentimes they didn't seem like anything like their profile, either they didn't look like their photos or B. Um, I thought our quote unquote texting conversations were going to be someone different than I ended up meeting. And it just wasn't very efficient or reliable. So I started asking women beforehand if they'd be open to video chatting and before we met in person and the ones that did I realized, wow, this is so much better than just texting back and forth. I really was able to get to know them a little bit before that first date. And yeah, so there's really no app that offered this. I was doing this about five, six years ago. And then about three years ago, I set out to start Filter Off. And then we got out of beta one month before the pandemic, which is a video first dating app.
0: Oh, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I would imagine that there's a real desire for this type of service. And I wonder what makes it different from other dating apps? Cause I've had other dating app people on here and what's the distinguishing aspect from other things that you've seen?
1: Yeah, so before <laughs> the pandemic, actually most people were saying, oh, this idea is silly. Like people don't want to video date with a complete stranger. And then when COVID hit, now everyone's video dating with a complete stranger. Uh, because of Zoom meetings or hanging out or Zooming with their friends or family, they're just very comfortable. Um, And really what makes it different, like I said, it's video first. So Filter Off, it's a video speed dating app. You could join a virtual speed dating event, whether it's local in a specific city, or you could join one that's uh, community-based, or you could actually host an event that's private to let's say um, a Facebook group, or to a religious organization or to even a nonprofit. So you can meet other like-minded singles. And again, it's video speed dating. So there is no swiping. Uh, We set you up on video speed dates um, when you RCP to the event and you hop into a uh, speed date with this uh, other single from your event. And then when the date ends, I'll ask you whether you like each other or not. And then you move on to your next date. And then when the event ends, you could then see if you have any matches where you could then message them or video call them all on the app. So face-to-face interaction is really what makes filter off, filter off.
0: Yeah, I would, I would imagine so that there's a lot of value in that. Did this come about because of kind of the swipe mentality that has been there for a lot of other apps and maybe the, the focus is, seems like maybe more on deeper relationship building?
1: Yeah, the focus is just to see if you vibe with this person. And it's it's not about the swipe which you're judging that profile based off their pictures, yes. based off of their bios and literally a lot of people just can't write good bios or take good photos. And <laughs> yeah. it's a skill in itself and those are not skills that equate to skills in having a deep relationship. So um, it's just, it, it's really become a game getting apps. And I wanted to kind of bring it back and kind of reset it where it's all about deep connections and all about face-to-face, uh, virtual dating.
0: You think that even before the pandemic that there was, um, uh, maybe some issues or a bigger desire for this type of thing on some level, a deeper connection, let's say people in your age group. Because you know, you know, there's a lot of discussion about dating and millennial age groups and things of that nature and, and, and the ability to form relationships. Is, was that an aspect of that before the pandemic that you saw as well or no?
1: So people are definitely much more hesitant about jumping on a video date first with a complete stranger. Um, and given it's a video first dating app, it was very intimidating for a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of singles. But COVID really sped up the acceptance of video first dating by at least three to five years. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think we were just kind of stuck in this old paradigm of dating, the swipe right, swipe left culture, and we needed something. I mean, unfortunately the pandemic has obviously been very unfortunate, but we needed something like the pandemic to just shift and create this new sort of paradigm or allow for the space to create a new sort of paradigm, which is video first dating.
0: What do you think people are looking for in dating relationships in this time in our history?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, here's the thing, right? Like, I mean, really anything,
0: but I think th- to answer,
1: to get a little bit more specific, I mean, filter up definitely attracts some more serious dater. Um, I call them intentional daters. Um, they care about quality over quantity. They're looking to build deep connection. And when you're using a swipe app, like you can do so on the toilet <laughs> like just to pass the time. When you're using filter off, it's an experience. You're on your couch. Maybe women did their ma- Women do their makeup beforehand. You're drinking a glass of wine. You're connecting with real people. And it definitely takes some effort. It allows you, forces you to be vulnerable. Um, so yeah, so I, I, it's definitely a different sort of dynamic. And it definitely takes a different sort of dater to use a video first dating app.
0: I would think so, especially in um, this age we're in with uh, social media and a lot of process information where people are just typing things to each other versus having deep, meaningful relationships. Do you feel that um, because of this, like, or do you notice that people have trouble forming deeper relationships because of the time that we're in? I mean, so I think
1: it's it's also the technology's fault in terms of it creates a user experience like a swiping app to oftentimes have really um, just shallow conversations and so I think you have to credit that also to what's out there the platforms out there right like when you're on Facebook you're liking photos you're not having meaningful conversation most of the time or on your Instagram you're just comparing yourself to others and looking at how much like what this person is doing and of course those Photos are filtered and they're only sharing their best photos. So, and with filter off, it just is a very raw and um, a rich experience, which sets up the space to facilitate a deeper, more, I would say, more meaningful connection.
0: What's some of the feedback you've received, um, both positive and negative related to it?
1: Yeah. So we've created just to give you some stats for engagements during the pandemic and two marriages. Um, so I nice. think that's a pretty amazing Testament. Um, we've run over 2000 virtual speeding events yesterday. Our, um, well, when we launched, we did a Valentine's day event. We had over a thousand singles participate. So it's definitely taken off um, and people are finding it to be an amazing way to connect. And, but yes, yeah, so some of the negatives are, sometimes someone may reject you where after the video chat, unfortunately they don't say that they want to continue chatting with you like post post event. And sometimes people get upset, but the reality is this is a dating app. Dating is a process. Rejection is part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, If there's no rejection, you're not dating. So it's something that, yeah, when you have, when you are vulnerable, there is a higher chance of being rejected, but on the flip side, there's a higher chance of making an amazing sort of connection.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I think that's sometimes the scary part about dating for people is the, you put yourself out there and then somebody doesn't reciprocate that. And maybe the person doesn't have a lot of experience with that. Uh, especially, um, I imagine people coming into dating for the first time during a pandemic. How crazy must that be? You know.
1: No, I mean, it's it's definitely a first for a lot of people, but oftentimes what we're seeing is, because um, I actually participate as well, I'm single, and sometimes the people, like roommates will be doing it. Like one girl will be in one room and the other will be in another, and they're doing it as like a group activity. So a lot <laughs> of it's also word of mouth, right? When you seek success and you have fun, you share with your friends, especially uh, with your guy friends or girlfriends and sharing like, oh, I met this really, uh, pretty girl. I met this really cute guy. Um, and then someone, they want to join and it's a ends free. So it's quite frictionless um, to hop on and participate.
0: Gotcha. And now are there any issues with like privacy or, you know, it seems to be a large thing in data collection and things of that nature with filter off.
1: So we use a, a technology called WebRTC. So like video is done by the carrier. So we don't actually store any of the the video itself, Um, we encrypt um, data in storage and uh, within transit, Um, so we take privacy very seriously. We do collect your email and phone number, one email, because we add your events to your calendar, and so you're part of our newsletter, so any updates, we like to let our community know. And we also collect your phone number because we need to know your location to show you relevant events and then also give you, send you text messages or notifications um, for certain sort of alerts like your event is starting or you have a new date. So push notifications are very important for filter off and um, it also creates your identity, right? So when you are tied to an identity, um, whether given this case, it's internally, no one else sees your phone number or email, but the likelihood of you doing something inappropriate is much lower. Um, Because you're on video, you're being very vulnerable and it's tied to your identity. So if you do do something and you're a reporter, we take that very seriously and we would uh, potentially remove you from the app and you can never uh, use it again.
0: Where do you see uh, the relevance of filter off once, you know, people start getting back to, maybe not even back to, there's a new normal things in nature, but that people are more in person a lot more than they currently are. What's the, where do you see it going from there?
1: Yeah, so I guess the question is like, is video dating here to stay? And um, the answer is yes. So like Wall Street Journal, they recently did a a study and about 69% of singles said they would continue to video chat post pandemic. I think that number will actually be much higher as the pandemic continues. And as more people learn how awesome video dating is. Yeah. And I think as I shared before, like the intentional data really has come about. They really wanna see that they connect with this other individual over video and they're going to do so post pandemic before they meet. They'll only meet in person once they feel like they have a deep sort of connection. So I see filter off, as always being that first date before the first date and being yeah. that app that facilitates really deep romantic connection. So post pandemic, I only see it continuing to increase and being a tool for people to uh, meet before meeting up in person.
0: Do you ever have people who are like very against the idea of it, like almost um, sort of like, no, no, it's, oh, you have to meet somebody at a bar. Or you have to meet somebody in college or something that they just are very heavy, have a heavy resistance against something like this.
1: Yeah, I mean, post-pandemic, I would say most people did or 80%. Um, maybe not heavy. Maybe heavy resistance, thirty mm. to forty percent. Post-pandemic, now it's a much lower number. Yeah. Um, um, as in, like perhaps I'm talking about United States right now. Perhaps again, this just based off Gun running over a couple thousand virtual speed dating events. Twenty um, percent have a resistance, maybe less, ten percent. So there's been a total one eighty, a total flip. People are totally cool going on video dating and. Recently, for example, we had an organization that uh, submitted a virtual speed dating event. So we allow organizers to run their own events for their community. And I was like, I recognize this email. And I looked back in October and I remember they said, we will not, we are not interested in running a video. I reached out to them. They're like, we're not interested in running a video speed dating event. Video dating is dead. Mm. And it's kind of ironic a few weeks back, they just reach out to me, be interested in running an own event. So I think you're seeing people are changing on a dime. And that's why I also believe that study of 69% will be much greater post pandemic, perhaps 85 or 90%.
0: So you anticipate maybe after like post pandemic that people will utilize things like filter off as kind of a, in a sense of a, a pre-date before they actually go out in person much more regularly, maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is a dating app, so they'll use it as a dating app, but they'll use it because they don't want to base it off of their text messaging conversation or based off of the photos and bios. They're going to want to video chat before meeting up in person and filter off is the go-to dating app that offers video first dating.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think that, your version of doing this with video um, turns off some people who maybe just want a very casual experience or no.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, it's not for everyone, right? Like if you're just yeah. looking for perhaps uh, casual sex and you just want to swipe and then invite the guy or girl over instantly, um, this app is probably not for you, but again, we can't, make everyone happy, right? Like we Mm -hmm. are very focused. And that focus is really on the intentional data.
0: And then do you see that there is more intentional dating? uh, That that's on the rise? I think there's always sometimes there's this narrative that people, especially younger people that that commitment is not a thing for younger people. Are you you feel like you're seeing like, that's not a true thing in your observation?
1: I think what it comes down to is lots of people are open to dating and online dating, and they're just looking to meet their person. And if it's not their person, they may engage in just having fun. But until they meet their person, that's what they're, I think, a lot of people are looking for, and especially during the pandemic. And I think there's been a shift, but I still think there'll be uh, casual sex. And that will obviously continue. But I think people are now more intentional about meeting their person and trying to find their person and quote, unquote, like filtering out people on dating apps by video chatting with them beforehand. And if they don't feel like they vibe or something feels off, they'll just respectively are to share that they're not interested in meeting up in person. I think there's that filtering out that you're starting to see during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, most definitely. What what role do you think early applications or even just early sites like match.com played in the development of this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll speak about Tinder. I mean, Tinder really normalized online dating. So they came out in 2012. And prior to Tinder, you would have never shared that you met your significant other on a dating (laughs) app. And yeah, I mean, Tinder really made online dating cool. It was easy. You could literally hop on your phone and meet someone on your college campus fairly quickly. Um, and then, but the reality is, fast forward to today, apps like Tinder are not facilitating deep, authentic connection. Um, and I think that's why there's this new opportunity for dating apps such as Filter Off being video first. They just, intentional daters just want to seek out and find that person and that connection.
0: Now, what's interesting, I, I mentioned Match too, because I, I actually met my wife on Match.com back in 2003. Long time ago. And when um, most people were not into that idea back then, it was like, Hey, like this is almost a taboo thing. Like, why are you doing this? Maybe you just are not good at talking to people in person or something. Um, But I I see kind of how it's transformed from my time doing that to where it is now. I mean, this was pre like iPhones when I was doing this. And so I, I think it's fascinating how this has evolved how do, how do you see it evolving even more beyond this current state of what you're doing?
1: You know, I think eventually I'll get into virtual reality, I think. Mm. Um, technology will continue to push forward to allow or facilitate deep connection. And I think Filter Off does it best, um, being video and how we've structured the app and the user experience. So if you get deeper um, and create a deeper connection, uh, technology, yeah, will continue to push forward and companies will continue to adopt that sort of technology and sort of user experience to facilitate that.
0: Do you have reservations about kind of virtual reality based dating or augmented um, reality?
1: No, I, I think it, it still plays a similar role as the first date before the first date. If that allows you to get to know a person better and and it's more efficient than video like heck yeah like go for it um again it's um right like the text a text message doesn't require much effort but it doesn't it's not representative then audio is above that again like audio is better than text but you don't know if you're attracted you don't see their mannerisms you don't and then video is above that because it's just so these are just um as you just go up that funnel it's just it facilitates a deeper connection. So, whatever is above video, that'll be next in line. I think we're still pretty early with video. I mean, now with 5G coming out, that only helps apps like filter off as telecommunications infrastructure improves um, in the United States, but also around the world. So, that's just a plus for us because you still can go on a FaceTime like yeah. using your iPhone, and sometimes the connection is a little crappy, it's fuzzy, maybe it goes out. And um, as telecommunications get better, all those sorts of video experiences will improve uh, uh,
0: dramatically. Can you expand on that a little bit? I think for the listeners to be interesting, maybe the nuts and bolts of kind of the technology of video, because I've been telling a lot of people about, in a sense that, you know, this is accelerating video conferencing technology tremendously. So what does that mean in terms of the mechanics of how it will get better?
1: Yeah, I just think, as uh, speeds increase, so now like with 5G, um, like Verizon and, um, uh, and other uh, carriers, as they improve their t- infrastructure in cities, and typically they start in urban centers, as those start to improve, your uh, connection will look better. It won't be as grainy. It won't, um, the audio or video may cut out much less and it'll just be more fluid. Um, and it's kind of like video games. Maybe that's not the best example, but like back in the day, the graphics looked pretty bad. And recently, yeah. I was like playing Madden, and the, I was playing Madden. And I was like, "Damn, this looks like literally real like- life." So, <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's a good analogy. Just continue to improve, and when you have a better experience on video, um, again, it just it only helps, um, allows you to better connect. You don't have that distraction of oh, the audio isn't working or the video is cutting out. Um, We've done a pretty good job with filter off in terms of stability. My co-founder is extremely uh, technical and Mm -hmm. has created an amazing Android, iOS and web app. Um, So, but yeah, but of course, if you have a poor internet connection, there's only so much we could do.
0: Right. Right. Now, what role, if any, is there It's funny it's it's filter off, but are there options for people to create, Filters for themselves and how they look on the screens and stuff, or is that that's not a thing? Nope. All right. No, that's that's not good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> you you just give when you create a profile, you just give your like profile photo because like after the events, if you do match with someone, you want to see their photo so you remember who you matched with. Yeah. Um. So things like that, but yeah, I mean, we're very again video first heavy and believe in being video versus more static images.
0: Yeah, because I see, like, sometimes things about, you know, um, filters and things that essentially can really change how people look, honestly.
1: Oh, 100%. Right? And that's some, why
0: these, yeah. It's like false advertisement on some level, you know, like.
1: No, of know, course. And, and that's why swipe apps are just not very representative um, and don't facilitate that sort of connection. Because you'll get to the date and you say, this doesn't look like the person I'm supposed to meet. And maybe it's not radical. Maybe <laughs> right. Maybe it's not like they're 50 pounds heavier, or, they, um, or their height is extremely different, or um, their hairline is different. But what I'm saying is even smaller things look different because they do use filters.
0: Yes. Because you think if you're seeing somebody on a video, you're seeing their most current representation of how they look, how they sound, versus a a picture or something, somebody's swiping. I mean, you don't know when that's from for of course, that person. Of course. You know, it could be 10 years ago. With, of course. And now with COVID,
1: maybe people gain 20 pounds and, yeah. and then you meet them and say, you look a little different. Like, yeah, I gained some weight. And you're like, well, your photos aren't really representative of uh, what you actually look like. But yeah. but the the litany of um, issues, just it goes down the line.
0: Yeah. Is there is there any element of, I don't know, maybe this sounds weird, like coaching people or or like instructions on the app for people how to kind of be their best selves on there. Because I mean, you may have people who just don't know how to use this type of stuff and be themselves on, you know. Yeah, so we do have a blog. So we do
1: have, um, we have covered that before. I mean, there is a lot of content out there about like Zoom dating. Um, Yeah, but those are also good ideas of things that we could definitely add Um, As we continue to build out the product right now, we're very focused on the organizer side of things and allowing them to have a dashboard of who their attendees are, um, things like that in real time so they can uh, have a better idea of how their uh, event will go. Um, So yeah, but so but yeah, the sky's the limit in terms of uh, making this kind of full service uh, from an organizer to an end user and to enhance their experience when it comes to video first dating.
0: Tell me a little bit about this the, the speed dating element of it and kind of, uh, it's, int- I've, you know, it's so funny, like before all this, and that certainly was a thing in person, speed dating and all that. Tell me a little bit about how that works on this virtual platform. Yeah, so
1: um, you RCP to an event, it could be a local event, it could be a community-based event, it could be a private event. So let's say you RCP to the LA date night and um, it'll be added to your calendar an hour before the event begins. Filter off, we'll send you a notification asking you to confirm your attendance. Once you confirm, we'll start scheduling you dates based off your age and gender preference. And you can see a little bit about your dates beforehand. The photo is blurred, but you can see their fun facts and bios. So you may get seven scheduled dates that night. And then let's say the date starts at eight. Once eight o'clock rolls around and your first date's at eight, you press start date and you're entered into a live video chat. Um, most of our events are three minute dates. So once three minutes conclude, it'll ask you whether you like each other or not. And then you go to the next date. And at the end of the event, you could see who you got matched with, where you could message or video call.
0: I mean, it sounds pretty simple. <laughs> for yeah, that.
1: It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. And again, it's just really about face-to-face.
0: Now, would you say that this, um, Is there more people using this maybe in more urban centers or do you see that there's a lot of rural activity in the users is what's, what are you seeing? It definitely, it definitely
1: tends to be uh, much heavier in urban centers Mm. versus rural. Um, But if you are in a rural area, you could always join um, our other events that are nationwide. You could join some, if you are, let's say, like 60 miles away from the city. Some of our events, you could actually still join because the radius is larger. Um, we also have a, another feature called Matchmaker. It's also free. It basically sets you up on three dates every day based off your preferences. Wow. Um, so you could always set your radius to be larger, 200 miles, and then you can get matched and you could say um, into this sort of ethnicity or religion or a certain height, um, maybe divorced, widowed, So it just better understands you and gives you, um, quality dates based off these preferences.
0: Every day dating thats interesting.
1: Yeah. So If you don't want to attend an event or you just want more dates that are more curated for you.
0: Do you see, uh, since you're developing, you know, it's a site more geared towards developing deeper relationships that there might, if, if a lot of people are developing deeper relationships, then they're just not dating much they're becoming more exclusive that more people would jump Mm -hmm. off the app at some point. So are you looking at as kind of like, well, we're just, there's so many people want to date. It really, even if a bunch of people got off of it because they found their person, there's always going to be a demand for dating.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you have a great experience, you'll share it with your single friend or, and remember a lot of uh, now communities and organizations are running events. So it's an opportunity for them to continue to get new members and to give their members a fun activity. Um, and and likewise, um, their members could share it with other members, say, hey, join this event that I'm part of. Um, it's with this organization. So it's a win-win. Um, more people learn about Filter Off and this organization continues to grow and helps them facilitate uh, connections uh, between their members.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So what do you think has been maybe the the hardest thing the most challenging aspect of of running this
1: i mean, i think like early on i mean we started about 3 years ago was i remember back in the day i would like literally call my friends be like hey could you attend this event and we'd have 20 people yeah. and they'd be like hey how did you hear about filter up they're like oh it's through Zach. and it's all the same and like last night we had 1000 people attended our oh valentine's day event so i think it's yeah i mean it's grown a ton we've been covering the new york times bbc um so yeah but yeah i mean when it comes down to is it, yeah getting new people um to learn about it finding new organizations so um being on podcasts such as these obviously help and uh, more singles learn about this uh amazing service
0: yeah it seems i noticed i was looking up a little bit you've been doing the podcast rounds how have you enjoyed doing that
1: no, it's great. I mean, every, every podcast has a different sort of community and that's what it's all about, right? Because you could be yeah. single and um, you participate and it just gives a richer, more diverse community in Filter Off, but maybe uh, a listener runs a community um, and then they could host an event on Filter Off and it's free to host. So it just allows for a larger reach and a more diverse community. And I think that's what filter off is all about. We run black singles events. We run Latin events, oh, cool. we run Jewish events as well. So it's, it's really for all people.
0: Is, do you, is that something that uh, is a newer thing? I'm not sure. Like I've seen separate sites where people say, well, this is like uh, for this ethnicity or that ethnicity, it sounds like you're combining that all into one in one app. And I, I, I'm not sure, is that kind of something that's newer or have you seen that before?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's lots of niche dating sites. Again, mostly they're browser swipe apps. For us, it's event-based. So if you're a community and let's say you are a Black singles professionals community, you can run an event. If you are a Jewish community for a nonprofit, you can run an event. So it's really for all people. And it's it's really powered by these communities and community organizers. So that's why it's such an amazing thing because... Uh, it allows for a diverse set of events and all different sorts of communities. And we have communities that run events weekly. And um, we just ran a Greek dating event and we created over a hundred matches. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty powerful when you, when you look at it.
0: I'm, I'm sure you maybe heard of, you know, as what Bumble went uh, public and, uh, Mm -hmm. and the CEO. And it seems like that this is, this is popular, right? There's an appetite for dating. It's a very large opportunity uh, because it's something that will never be out of style. It seems like, you know, it's- For sure. Right, people always want to date. They want to meet each other. And I think sometimes we get lost in our whole kind of social media age is that people want each other. They want to be around each other. They want to connect with each other. And more than just a casual thing, there, there is meaning. And deep relationships, so I applaud you for developing this, Zach. You and your co-founder.
1: Thanks a lot. No, I appreciate. It. I think I think when it comes down to is it, a lot of people—it's not a winner-takes-all industry. People have typically multiple dating apps on their phone, and that's mm-hmm. good for us, right? Like, um, so um, yeah, and it's people are single, and when they're not single, they'll share it with their friends if they had a good experience, and we care about that. We just want people yeah. to connect and um, yeah, be able to facilitate that.
0: That's awesome. Well, listen, man, I really thank you for being on and explaining about filter off and a little bit just about dating currently what's going on. I think it's especially during COVID. I think a lot of <laughs> a lot of people are curious how people are dating each other during this yeah, time. Sure. But uh, sure. thank you so much, Zach, for your time. And I really appreciate the information.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Darren. Really a uh, pleasure being on here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review my dad's show on Apple Podcasts in the rate and review section. Thanks, everyone.
0: You made it here, finally. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of that place you've always wanted to go. You know the one. It's nice. Even the kids like it. This place is so cool. And they never like it. Mom, can we go to the pool? Look at that. Not even asking for the Wi-Fi. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it.
1: Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. <laughs>